Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the darkest timeline and let's face it, I think we can all agree it is absolutely the darkest timeline. I go on for about an hour and a bit, maybe a bit more, about why it is the darkest timeline. So you've got that to look forward to. If that's not really your speed, there is still games, movies and TV, though I don't think there's any TV this week. So, yeah. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop reviews where you can drop reviews. Share with your friends and uh, get the podcast out into the world. That's where it should be. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, The Darkest Timeline. Hello. Oh my word, what a life. Oh. How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you well? Are you living the dream, as a friend of mine would say? I don't know if I'm talking too quiet, which always means that I'll adjust and it'll all become too loud. Um, as I like to say, haven't really got a lot to go through this week, so it'll definitely be like an hour and a half, I'm guessing. <clears throat> First, I got I got a text message. And the text message said Your medication is available to collect. To understand this story, we need to go back, backwards in time. So, um, I don't know how other people do it, but I can order prescriptions from a website. Not, not like a, not like a dodgy website. Like, you know, uh, my doctor has a website. You can log in with your details. You can order prescriptions, which is simultaneously good and bad A means I have to put the computer on so generally I order prescriptions when I'm coding podcasts but on the flip side means that I have to ring the doctor like I used to in the in the older days um, <clears throat> so for a long time I went for a uh, I went for an asthma review it was a while ago now, it was like two or three years ago with this asthma review. And the person that I was talking to, I don't really know if they were a doctor or a nurse or whatever, they were obsessed with getting my prescription down. And yet again, another one of those prime examples where I should have stuck to my guns and said, but it's just easier this way. But they were they were in this. There was this time where, like, it was the the sole responsibility of any doctor, nurse, or I don't know, whatever medical professional, to reduce 
like asthma based things so there was this thing where it was like oh you you have you have two prescriptions do you need two prescriptions two prescriptions well let's let's make it one and what i should have said was no let's leave it as two but i didn't they bamboozled me or i'm spineless anyway so they're like um I don't know if anybody understands, knows, or whatever, how the asthma type deal, but there's a, a blue and a brown inhaler. Uh, <clears throat> for years, I never bothered with the brown. And then one of these, you know, asthma reviews, they were like, why don't you use the brown? It's called a preventer. It's there to prevent asthma. I was like, yeah, but does it? And they were like, yes. Like, oh. Okay, well, I should probably use that then. And I'm talking years of my life where I was like, sod the brown. Because for a lot of it, it was an extra prescription to have to pay for. So, they reduced the prescription to one brown, one blue, which over time became two separate prescriptions. No idea how, no idea why. I think it was actually, weirdly, moving to this online ordering system. So now I have to order them separately, which, <clears throat> one of those things, you go through one quicker than the other, so sometimes you don't need both, blah, 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 blah. There was a time where I had this massive stockpile of brown inhalers, but was always on the hunt for blue. <clears throat> so, coming back to the present... Um, few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I need, um, I need blue inhalers. I need a blue inhaler. I went on the thing and basically <clears throat> you can add a little comment. So I put a comment that I was like, <clears throat> I used to get two of these. <clears throat> it's annoying. It's it's not convenient that I now only get one. It means I have to order prescriptions twice as twice as often. And what I thought was that might make them be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's ordering prescriptions twice as much. Let's change it." So I put the request in. What basically happens there is that goes off to the doctor. A doctor signs the request off. That request then goes automatically to. Um, the chemist that's the word i'm looking for automatically to the chemist and then i've signed up for the thing where you get notification from the chemist hey your medication's in every now and then when i put a note where i make a request where i say anything other than can i have a prescription please I get contacted in some form by the doctors. Sometimes I get a text message. Please, can you fill in a survey? Sometimes I get, like, these random phone calls, which I don't answer because I don't know who they are, and then they leave a message going, hey, it's the doctors. It's like, well, you know, it would have been useful if I'd have known that beforehand. Or anyway. So, as is sometimes the case, I got a text message. Uh, your doctor wants you to complete a survey about your asthma i'm like here we go so i was like right fine okay so i uh 
filled in the survey. And then it was like, oh, somebody will look at your answers in the next, like, 72 hours or something. I was like, cool. Now, knowing that sometimes this process stops the prescription from being generated. So I'm like, I'll either hear from the chemist or I won't. Sometimes I've not heard anything. I've gone to the chemist and been like, have you got a prescription for me? And they're like, yes, absolutely. Well, nobody told me. So, here we go. A few days later, a couple of days later, whatever, two or three days later, I get a message from the doctors. Oh, uh, yes, we've reviewed your answers to the to the survey, and it looks like your asthma is well under control. Uh, if you want any more help, contact your doctor. I went, cool. What does that mean for my prescription? Has that prescription just been lost in the ether? Never heard anything from the chemist, was like... Right, well, next opportunity I get, next time I remember, I'll order some, uh, I'll order more inhalers. And literally, two weeks later, so we're into, you know, best part of a month for this process. Two weeks later, I get to the day where I'm like, I really need to do the, uh, the blue inhaler order. I get a text message. Your prescription is in. I'm like, what? What, the one I ordered weeks ago? That seems a little weird. I'm like, well, saves me a job. Cool. Just need to remember to go to the chemist. Which I felt, which I forgot and had to do later, strangely enough. I go in the chemist. Now, I know I've talked about this before. It's, it's a little bit of me... <clears throat> retreading old ground because uh, I know I've spoken about how much I hate going to my local chemist I hate it with a passion I feel their their training structure for people is oh by the way you can be as awful as you want to be to the customers we don't care treat them like something you've stepped in this chemist is, you know, that there's that diner, that Karen's diner, where they're just awful to you from the minute you get there. This is the chemist, like the sister business. Um, <clears throat> so I go in. The delightful woman behind the counter was truly awful to deal with. Has like a pres- prescription. Yes. Hands me goes to goes to you know produce the prescription, then goes in a drawer and produces a second prescription. And the moment I saw that, I went shit, because all I knew was that was going to cost me twice as much. Um, so she said, barely said, "Have a few prescriptions." I was like, I do. I'm just, uh, I'm just going to look up how much it actually costs, because uh, I wouldn't want to tell you the wrong amount. While oh, somebody sets off a car alarm, I really hope it's not my car alarm. Could be my car alarm. Nobody's turned it off. 
If it was my car alarm, it has stopped. This point in time, I now cannot find... Where the hell's the... Oh, there we go. Right, okay, I found it. So, do you pay for a prescription? Yes, I yes, pay for a prescription. She rang through two prescriptions and charged me £18.70. I walk out of the chemist. Sorry, I mean, I pull my trousers up and I walk out of the chemist and I was like, what just happened? Because what I know is if I don't have those inhalers, I will die. That's that's how that works. They are, they are life-saving prescriptions. And surely there's something out there in the world that says that if you need something to keep you alive, maybe you shouldn't have to pay for it. Okay, maybe that's not maybe that's not right. Maybe that's not the right way of thinking about it. Maybe we shouldn't be charging people nine pounds thirty-five for something that keeps them alive. Maybe bring that amount down. £9.35 is an absolutely... It's, it's astronaut. It's an insane amount of money. That is... It's utter insanity that that is the case and allowed to be the case. Honestly, I felt like I'd been... There was an element of I felt I'd been robbed at gunpoint or knife point or I'd been mugged or something. There was part of me was changed by that experience. I get outside, um, chuntering a bucket for. I've got my youngest daughter with me. She's like, "What's what's what's wrong?" I like, I've just had to pay a lot of money for two prescriptions. In the process of this, I'm opening the the bags. I open the bag. In one of them, the the newer of the two prescriptions is a blue inhaler. I open the second prescription and I'm like, are you kidding me? With the one solitary brown inhaler. Because you know what I didn't need? I didn't need a brown inhaler. I absolutely did not need a brown inhaler. I've got three. So I paid £18.70 and half of that amount was for something I didn't need. Honestly, there is there is something fundamentally wrong with the world. I'm tired of saying this. I'm tired of going on about it. Yeah, it doesn't change. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I was saying to somebody the other day, I said, I went into the shops. I wandered around the shops. Um, 
And everything I looked at, I went, oh, wow, that's that's really expensive. Oh, that's expensive. Oh, my word, that's expensive. Oh, oh, wow, that's that's really expensive. And I had the realisation of that, I've reached that age where I went, oh, I guess I don't buy these things anymore. Like, oh, get a milkshake. Get a nice, like a nice chocolate milk. Or one of the, like, the coffee milkshakes. And I'm like, who's paying that kind of money for that? It, I don't... I've been saying for ages that I've been priced out of the computer game market. But, I fully accept and appreciate that computer games are a luxury item. Being priced out is just one of those things. It's going to happen eventually. So, I accept that. But when we're talking about, like, food and prescriptions and... I I don't get it. My eldest asked me why things are so expensive, and I was like, it's corporations. It's just, at some point in time, people just realised that they wanted all the money, and went, well, we'll not pay more to produce stuff, but we'll charge people more for them to get it, and that way... Winning by the numbers. In fact, if we can make things worse, if we can make our product worse and charge people more, we're even better off. So, anyway, different subject. Let's talk about something else. Um, As we know, I've been uh, more recently struggling to get out of bed. Um, And I I hit on this thing last week. Where I was like, is staying in bed the best feeling ever? You know when you're supposed to get up? Uh, In fact, I'll do you one better. You know when you're supposed to get up and you get out of bed and you turn the alarm off? Getting back into bed. Every every part of it's wrong, and I'm not talking about when you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be at work or you're supposed to be at an appointment or you're supposed to be somewhere. That's something. That's something different. I've been doing that thing more recently where I've been saying like, "Oh well, I I'll get out of bed at half five. But then there was the part of me that managed to convince myself that in actual fact I didn't need to, need to be out of bed until seven. Um, this was off the back of, uh, just not, not doing enough running, not doing enough running in the right places, not doing enough running at the right time. Just, I was on this, this complete spiral of just everything going wrong. I wasn't getting up. I wasn't running enough. I wasn't putting enough in. I wasn't doing enough exercise, but that's not true. That's not the case. What I mean is, not doing the right amount of exercise at the right point in time, i.e. not getting up. So that exercise doesn't go away. It still needs doing. Still got to get the numbers. Got to get those numbers. So, 
Just going to have to do it at a different point in time. Lunchtime. Evening. Night. End of the day, it still all needs doing. So, I got... It was really bad. It was really bad because I started getting a bit like... Hard to explain, but in some ways, almost, almost a little bit like like I was addicted to it. Like it was like this tiny little highlight of the day. It was like the first part of the day, and you were starting it. And you were fit a little bit of like, oh, it feels naughty, but you, you're also getting back into bed, and you know that you've got 15 minutes until the alarm goes off. I had this other thing. It was being made even worse. I was waking up. To, to go to the toilet so before checking the time i'd be like oh i wonder what time it is i wonder how much long how long i've got because the last thing you want is if you're getting up at half five and you wake up at 29 minutes past five because you need the toilet you're just like uh but if you woke up at half four you know you've got a solid hour before that first alarm kicks off oh it's the best and then there was the point in time where I woke up at half three and was like, oh my God, two hours. Um, the weird and ironic thing, as I keep, say, I keep saying recently, is I'm, I'm wide awake at these points in time. Absolutely wide awake. So could definitely just get the day started. Maybe not half three in the morning. That's probably a touch excessive. However, there is the flip side of the coin. There is the other side, the dark side that they don't tell you about, that people don't talk about. The other side is that if you're supposed to get up at half five and you actually get up at seven, you spend the whole day hating yourself. You spend the entire day hating yourself hating everything hating the fact you've got to go to work hating the fact that you didn't do the exercise you were supposed to hating to some degree everyone and everything because everybody else's fault you just hate everything and that is it's it's super toxic It bleeds into everything. You just, you're angry about everything. You're angry with people you shouldn't be angry with. It's just, it's just the truest definition of toxic. So for those little 15 minute, almost 15 minute hits at the start of the day. You're not paying for them for the rest of the day. Is it worth it? So, I was listening to, I was listening to these books. There's a lot of talking about, you know, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you know, you're not getting what you're supposed to be getting. Kind of talk, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I get you there, but man, staying in bed is the best. Um, and then there's a lot of like 
you know, getting out the door and getting it done. And, and I'm like, hey, yeah, you've got a point there. There is that. And, and when I was doing it, the benefits of doing it and yeah, I felt a little bit more tired, but, uh, you know, so I cut myself a deal. I said, hey, maybe we can't get back to 5.30. Maybe 5.30 is not not on the cards for us right now. There's clearly something, you know, there's clearly something going on. Um, there's, it's clearly more important to get those extra like 15 minute chunks and then feel shit for the rest of the day. I, I don't know. But let's cut a deal. Let's go halfway. So, leave all the alarms the way they are. But, get up, out of bed, ready to rock, ready to roll at 6.30. So, what we've got there is, yes, it's an hour past where it's supposed to be. But, half an hour earlier. And then, let's start chipping away. Um, I honestly, I honestly think the first day of the new agenda, that part of me that's clearly rebelling against all of this went, yeah, that don't work for me. I think I got up even later. I think it was like, <laughs> like, I don't think it was a day that I had like proper full blown commitments. Like it, there wasn't, it wasn't like a work, you know, kind of situation. I think it was a day where if I'd have wanted to stay in bed, I, you know, that's my, it was one of the few days where it's like my whatever. And that's what I did. I stayed in bed later. I was like, well, that went well. Um, but uh, the next day, 6.30, out of bed, and away we go. Uh, and then... I managed a 6.15. Um, so, that's that. Then something happened. Something, something, there was a shift. And that shift was, because I was getting up earlier, and I was getting out the door earlier, and I was getting the exercise done earlier. Getting home, and, for example, if you've run five, five and a half miles, Come home, grab the dog, walk the dog two miles, get home. You've done seven and a half miles, let's say, or seven miles, whichever way you want to slice it. If you need ten miles, ten and a half miles, and you know that distance is the amount that's going to get you all of the numbers for the day, absolutely all the numbers, if you're starting the day at 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, whatever, with 7, 7.5 miles under your belt, you know for a fact, well, need to walk the dog again at some point today, that's another 2 miles, that's 9, 9.5, and, and if you need 10, 10.5, there's a possibility that you've kind of done the work for the day, and it's kind of a weird way of looking at it, but it's like nine, ten o'clock in the morning. 
Well, weirdly, and this will sound weird, that talk, that sounds to me, that there's a part of me that hears that and goes, I like the sound of that. And weirdly, it's the part of me that's really lazy. Because if I can get to a stage where I'm seven miles in, it's nine o'clock in the morning, boom. If I have a workout to do, 30, 40, 50, an hour's worth of workout, bear in mind I'm still technically recovering from a broken bone. So, you know, working out is not like it used to be, but anyway, 30, 40, 50 minute workout. Oh, there's a good few numbers in a workout. The day's, the day's won. And what started happening was this realization that you could have you could have won the entire day by nine o'clock in the morning. There was a point in time I can't think which day it was. It was maybe Saturday where by eight o'clock in the morning I'd done something like sixteen thousand steps. And was just like, well, that's interesting. Um, And I think by like nine o'clock I was getting on to doing a workout and I'd walked the dog and I'd done a run and all of this. So by the time I'd finished a workout, I'd nearly nearly finished the day and it was before ten o'clock and all the numbers were in, apart from like the stand goal. Which does take basically the whole day. And like I said, that that kind of talks to the part of me that's lazy. If I can get it all out of the way before, you know, the first cup of coffee, well, now we're talking. Um Weirdly enough, uh, happy to report it was uh, it was a half fiver this morning, kids. That's right. Half five. Boom, baby. Uh, there was a whole other reason for that. Um, but, you know. Um, I developed a, um, a condition. Not not like, but... Um, I basically worked it through. It was like, when I, when I broke the... When I broke the arm. Couldn't work out. Um, but managed to get back to... Uh, I was doing a lot of walking uh, when I couldn't run, and then I managed to get back to running relatively quickly, and it was a lot sooner than being able to get back to working out. I ended up with this situation, which I had to look up in the end and found what it was called or what the problem was. It was uh, runner's knee. Uh, It was like excruciating pain in the knee. Uh, left knee, uh, painful to the point where it was almost um, almost not possible to walk at points in time. Couldn't bend the leg, all this sort of stuff. Looked it up and it was like, oh, you know, uh, runners that don't um, do certain things can end up with runner's knee, don't exercise a certain way. And there was a lot of weightlifting sort of stuff. And I was like, oh man, this is because I've carried on 
doing leg based stuff, walking and running without carrying on working out. So I started to see like the benefits to all those leg days that everybody hates. Um, but as we know for for a while now, I've been complaining about this left knee. The, the left knee was possibly the reason for the broken bone in hindsight and all this sort of stuff. But it really was getting bad. Uh, so I looked up a series of ways to deal with it. Made sure to get back to some sort of hardcore leg days. Um, really just trying to strengthen the muscles. And there was a little bit of a little bit of give, a little bit of leeway. And then there wasn't. Um, so having done the 10 mile run, which I didn't think too much of at the time. From then until literally today, um, absolute agony, getting worse and worse and worse every day. A um, little while ago, Leanne said to me, why don't you use your knee brace if your knees are causing problems? Um, it's not a knee brace, it's just a knee support, it's just one of them stretchy sock things. Um which I got a while back when I was struggling with my knees. That it wasn't preventing me from running, but was causing me issues with running, all this. Wore it on both legs at various different points in time. And then got to the point where I was like, I don't think I need this anymore. I think we're, we're all good. She said this a few, a few weeks ago. And I was like, eh, yeah. But it felt like taking a step backwards. Um... However, by yesterday, I was in a really bad way. Uh, to the point where I'd had to do the thing where you get like a metal bar and roll it over the knee and the muscles leading into the knee and stuff. I could, I almost couldn't bend my leg at all. I was in a lot of pain. So yesterday, it's like, right, okay. Uh, Put the knee support on, which did yesterday. Uh, I hoped to see an improvement. Didn't. I'd done this rolling the metal bar. Um, nearly went out the door this morning without putting the knee support on. And kind of went back a couple of steps. And I was like, I think I'm going to put it on. Which did. Went out, ran. <laughs> did... Uh, did 6.66 um, in miles this morning, which I thought was pretty cool. Completely unintentional. I was just like, oh, I've got a bit of extra time. You know, weirdly, because I got up early. <laughs> wow. It's amazing how that works. Um, anyway, so I did uh, 666 uh, worth of running. Got back. Um... And touch what is almost definitely fake wood. Touch wood. Over this afternoon, the pain has started to ease somewhat. I was like, and I was proper like, oh my word, thank, thank the maker on that one, because my mind had started going down the. I'm gonna end up having to have some sort of physio, and that is one step away from some sort of surgery. And that's one step away from knee replacement. And if I'm honest, 
that that wouldn't surprise me. At the end of the day, you cannot put the amount of weight I've put on these knees and expect to not have some sort of long-term effect. So it's kind of it's kind of written in the stars, and I'm just trying to dodge bullets right now. At the weekend, um, there's this thing. I feel when children reach a certain age, um, for some for some things you should give an option. Uh, I don't I don't want to burst any bubbles, but we are what I would consider to be not a religious household. Um, however, like you know. 90% of the non-religious households out there, well, obviously, we, we you know, do Christmas and, um, well, Easter. However, I, you know, when children reach a certain age, I think there should be options. Um, I think I invented Easter gifts when I was about 16. I was like, can I not have an Easter egg this year, but instead can I have a uh, a hoodie? A little bit of a difference in value. But I was a bit like, I really want this hoodie. Um, weirdly, I had a realisation recently and was like, aww. Um, complete aside. Kind of, kind of, anyway. When I was 16, I wanted a Rob Zombie hoodie. I'd seen it in a magazine and was like, oh man. I totally want that, that is, and you know when you're a certain age and you're into a certain thing and it's just like, it's the only thing in the whole wide world that I want, it was the best thing ever, oh my god it's amazing, so I, told, I said to my mother, don't, I don't want an Easter egg, I want a hoodie, so she was like, oh okay, if that's what you want to do, and was like, I've I've ordered it. Oh, that's amazing! I told absolutely everybody. Oh my god, I'm getting this hoodie. It's Rob Zombie hoodie. It's going to be amazing. It had this fantastic design on it and all of this. So, oh, it's going to come in two weeks. Oh, two weeks, ticking the days off the calendar. Two weeks could not come fast enough. Two weeks later, I'm like, so where's my hoodie? Oh, I didn't come today. Maybe it'll come tomorrow. Okay. So probably another two weeks of that. I'm like, I can't, I can't believe that the, 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 the good, the good people at the Rob Zombie shop have not sent the, the only thing I want in the whole wide world, which is the, the Rob Zombie hoodie. I can't believe it. This way, I mean, this went on for a long time, and then obviously, I think there was a point in time where I was like, "You did order it, didn't you? You 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 ordered it, didn't you? Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely ordered it. Uh, I'm sure it'll turn up any day now. All right, okay, cool. And I was thinking about this the other day. Obviously, you know, we've got Easter coming up, and I've got you know sort of Easter gifts 
from for some some of my children, all of my children, whatever. Um, and all of a sudden, I went, "Oh my word!" She never ordered it. We were, I mean, at that point in time, we were dirt poor. We were just, we were so insanely poor that there was absolutely no way. She was the 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 my mother was spending what was probably thirty pounds in nineteen ninety six on a hoodie overspending what would have been two pound fifty on an Easter egg. Absolutely no way. But not wanting to disappoint, so we'll have just been like, Oh, I ordered it. It's it's on its way. And I had that realisation what is nearly thirty years later and was like Oh, I'm really sad. <laughs> because I, I I understood it, but I was sad for a sixteen year old me. Um so said to my children, Do you want do you want a present or do you want an egg? Uh my youngest daughter, being as helpful as always, was like, I don't know. Like, cool. My middle daughter absolutely down the line she knows what she wants i want an easter egg okay so then my youngest daughter goes i want an easter egg it's like cool my eldest like i want a present i was like okay now i'd already worked on the principle that i knew what i was getting for my eldest um, i was gonna get a one of these uh dc animated movies that we'd seen a trailer for a little while ago boom i was like you get that movie she was like um what? I'm like, oh, you, uh, you want something else? Yeah, yeah, something else. Okay, what what is you want? Oh, I want some jewellery. I'm like, oh, what is this? All right, this day was bound to come one day. Uh, I guess it's today. It's like jewellery. What sort of jewellery? Oh, necklace, bracelet, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, So I was like, right, we need to go and like do the do the shopping. I was like, if we're going, while we're out, I could do to get some hay fever medication. So we'll go to... I'm a little bit stuck here. You guys know I don't like the name drop, especially in a situation where um, I'm about to speak negatively about a particular business. Um, So, let's do this. I was like, oh, we will go to a very well-known chemist that's not just a chemist. It's well-known high street business that has a chemist and sells hay fever medication as well as other items. So I was like, oh, we'll go there so that I can get some hay fever stuff because it's, it's it's that time of year, kids. I was like, let's get the boring stuff out of the way. Let's go to that shop that I won't mention the name of. We go there. We walk through the door and I instantly went, oh, wow. They've taken all the tills away and they've put self-checkouts. Now... Again, I am one of the one of those people where I look at a situation like that and I go, "Oh, that's 
That's sad, is that? That is just yet another example of corporate greed. We can put these tills in that cost X amount of money, but hey, we don't have to pay a checkout person. And I've been in there before at busy times when there's like seven or eight people working like non-stop to get through like big queues and stuff. Um, you go in there again, talking about Christmas, you go in there at Christmas, those tills would be cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching for eight, nine, ten hours a day with people there working, earning a living. I'm like, man, that's sad. I don't like self-checkout. Um, number one reason I don't like self-checkout are the cameras. The cameras annoy me. It's I feel it's an invasion of privacy, even though I'm fully aware that I'm on I'm being captured on CCTV whilst in the store. I get that bit. I understand that. I, I accept and acknowledge that. However, the one straight in my face, that's something else. That's not CCTV trying to stop me stealing something. That's CCTV trying to capture an image of me to align it to what I'm buying to sell that data. So I'm like, uh, self-checkout, I hate it. Now then, it's a Saturday. And the place that I'd taken, three of my four children, is a, um, it's a, a shopping park. Which I really, really, really misjudged. Didn't think whatever time in the afternoon it was, like three o'clock in the afternoon or something, that people would be fighting over parking spaces. It was carnage up there. <laughs> Get it? Carnage. Carnage. Anyway, I go in, uh, I find what I want, and I'm like, right, I'm going to get these, we'll go to the silly self-checkouts. I go to the silly self-checkout. There's a queue. And there's a queue behind. I finally get the opportunity to go to one of these things, I beep, and I've got two, because it's buy one, get one half price. So I beep the first one. And when I beep the second one, I hear the you know the the mechanical lady voice saying, um, "Oh, an assistant will be with you shortly." And I'm like, oh, "It won't be for me. It'll be for one of the other tools." Until I see that red banner on the screen where it's like, "Needs approval." It's like, yeah, some hay fever medication that needs approving, does it? Well, fine. At which point I went. And who's going to do that? Because there's nobody in sight. There's nobody around. So the right, the red light's blinking and flashing. And I'm looking around. I'm like, this is, this is a, a, a no-win situation here. How it does this get resolved? There is nobody here. There's not like, you know, some places you go and they've got like a, a, an assistant. If the the flashy light flashes, then they come and they, they scan a barcode and they put in a PIN number and away you go. You're over 18, you're good to go. 
There wasn't one of those. I'm like, so 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 now what? Now what what's what's the outcome here? I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. I'm looking at the people that are behind me in the really long queue that are looking at me like I'm you know the worst person to walk the face of the earth. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. When they took all the tills away and they took all the people away, now we've got this situation. And then I see somebody that looks like they work there and they just saunter on by. I'm like, nice one. Then I saw them again with another person that looked like they work there. Yeah, away they went. I'm like, there is no solution to this because I can't walk away. Because if I walk away, they're just going to work on the principle I don't want the items anymore. If I go to try and track someone down, because apparently that's my job, and then after what must have been a solid five minutes, which if you think about that situation, a, a lady appeared almost out of like smoke and was like, oh, I'll just get that for you. Beeped a little barcode, pressed some buttons. There you go. And I'm like, yeah. Cool. So I paid for my hay food medication and I left. Uh, so yes, um, it's the holidays. It's Easter holidays. Got uh, got all the children. I'm on holiday. Let's do some. Let's do some stuff. Um, my youngest daughter was like, "Hey, we've not been bowling recently." I was like, "You know something? You're right." We should do something about that. So we went bowling. Honestly, I know I say this every time we go bowling, but there should be a child setting for bowling. And it should be 15. You know how like a game of, a game of bowling is like 10? 10. 10, you get 10 goes. And in theory, you get two goes per, unless you get a strike. Um, so it's like 20 goes. Well, it should be 15. You should have a child setting. Do you have a child with you? Yes. Would you like the 15-go setting? Yes, please. Because 15 goes is the exact number of goes that a child can be bothered with. The moment it ticks past 15, that's it. The game is essentially over. They just start watching TV. And, and you're like, come on, we're here to bowl, crack on. Uh, right, yeah. Are we nearly done with this? No, you've got five more goes. Can I have a drink? Yes, there's a drink in the bag. It's time to go yet. <sighs> so, um,. I'm looking around. I'm like... You kind of have to wonder how much money a bowling alley makes. Every time I go to that bowling alley. I've been going to that bowling alley for years. But every time I go, it's always busy. It's not like you rock up on a particular day and it's like, oh, it's quiet in here. That's never happened. 
We had to wait to get on the lane. Always busy. It's like a printing press. And then I started thinking about like doing the maths. I'm like, how much do you suppose it costs to run? Electricity is hands down got to be the thing that's going to cost you the most money. Probably some sort of like machine maintenance. But on the flip side, you must be making an absolute fortune. Like I say, it's another one of those. It must be just like a printing press. Um, it, oh, my word. Pardon me. Here's one for you. It's Monday today. And as we know, Monday is way day. So I... Uh, I went to get on the scales, got the scales lined up, got to put them in a certain place. I stood on the scales, I looked down, I went, what? I stood off the scales. I moved them ever so slightly in a particular direction, and I got back on the scales. And the scales were jumping around all over the place. And then they finally settled on a number. Which was 0.4 of a pound less. I was like. What is happening right now? Because according to my scales. Which I can only presume are broken. They went. You've lost five pounds this week. And I went. Huh? How, how is that a thing? Oh here he comes. Um, so, yeah, that's lovely, thank you, um, lost five pounds, can't quite believe it, mentioned it to Leanne, I was like, I lost five pounds this week, now, unlike previous points in time, where I've said, I lost weight, and she was like, yeah, it's probably muscle mass, Obviously, we've got back, got getting back to working out. So, you know, I haven't got that excuse anymore. So, she went with, oh, well, you did have a lighter week. I'm like, did I? And then she rattled through all the stuff I'd not had, which I normally would have done in a situation where... You know, week to week is like, on this day, going to get a coffee. On this day, going to get a coffee. On this day, going to get, not a coffee, but something else, sort of thing. She was then like, yeah, you didn't have any of that. Because she's not been well, so didn't want any coffees. And there was points in time where I was like, if you're not having a coffee, I'm not going to have one. And then there was like other points in time where, where because she was unwell, it was just like, you know, whatever. And then, always the same, when all the children uh, around, you know, like holiday time and stuff, there'll be points in time where I'm like, I haven't eaten today. That's probably not good. Or oh, I've had like so, some fruit crackers at nine o'clock this morning. It's now nine o'clock at night. I should probably eat something. You know, that sort of thing. Um, so, where I was previously, where I was like, oh, I only need this much, and I'll be at my, at my lowest in like five years or something. Obviously, losing five pounds jumps you 
ahead even further. I've had, I've had this thing recently where I was like, I was convinced that I needed to get to like that particular weight where I was five years ago, four years ago. Um, but it was the realization I had recently where I was like, oh, but I wasn't, I wasn't done at that weight. I wasn't skinny at that weight. I was just the lowest I'd weighed. I still had a long way to go at that point. So it's that's kind of, in a way, it's kind of like, uh, but in another way, it's like, it's kind of spurred me on a bit. Um, honestly, I can't, I can't express how nice it's been to get back to working out. Um, so yeah, you know, ongoing progress. Um, no TV to talk about this week because in an attempt to, uh, connect with my eldest, I've been watching a TV show that she's watched. Um, I watched it years ago. Uh, but there's three series and I only watched the first two because the third one didn't exist. Uh, she's watched it more recently. She's watched all three series. I was like, maybe I should like rewatch it and then we can talk about it kind of thing. So I've been in the process of doing that, but it's, it's a, it's an animated thing. So, um, what I can say is I've watched three films. They are not new. Um, Every now and then, I like to uh, I like to watch the Rockies. And I ain't talking about the mountains. Um, now then, I need to clarify something here. Every few years, I watch all the Rocky films, and I, I say the phrase "I like to watch the Rockies," but I don't. I like to watch some of the Rockies. Let's face it; it's two, three, and four. Those are the ones you want to watch. Those are the ones that you're there for. Unfortunately for everybody involved, there's a Rocky. You know, the first one, the one that started all. There's also a Rocky Five, One of the worst films ever made. There's Rocky Balboa, which... It's not, it, it, it's not that it's a bad film... But it's very similar to the first one where there's not a lot of boxing and a lot of like relationship nonsense in it. Um, then you move into the Creed franchise, which from my very sketchy memory, I think the first one was okay. I've seen the second one once and it didn't leave much of an impression. And obviously the third one's come out recently. Um, so, there was a point in time that when I would watch them, I would watch two, three, and four, because those are the ones I actually wanted to see, and just skip the rest. Then, there was a point in time where I was like, ah, you know, it seems silly to do it that way, and maybe I should force myself to watch the others, and, you know, that's never a good sign when you're forcing yourself. This was one of those times I was like, right, I need, I need to watch the Rockies, so um, let's do it properly. Let's start with the first one. The first one never, 
never sat with me all that well. And I always thought that it was because there was far too much of the relationship. And I would always say to people, oh man, there's just too much relationship. Obviously it sets up all the others, but the the relationship stuff, it's just it's just too it's just there's too much of that and not enough of the boxing, not enough of the training. So that's why I always said. Horace at this time I went, oh no, there's something much much worse in it. The whole thing between Rocky and Adrian to start with is Honestly, I can't believe that that nobody that nobody's cancelled that film. It's aggressive. It's that thing, isn't it? You'd never be able to make it now. Realistically, Adrian makes it reasonably clear that she she's just not interested although there's this whole thing that she supposedly is Rocky is <sighs> let's just put it like this there's a real if you haven't seen it or if you've, you haven't seen it recently maybe go back and watch it with you know 2023 eyes there is a scene that is super uncomfortable. And, like, you know, we've got that whole, well, it's fine because they end up together and they're together for five films. Mm, is it? <sighs> so you've got that. You've got the whole thing between Rocky and Mickey where Mickey didn't want anything to do with him until he randomly gets a shot at the heavyweight title of the world and then Mickey's knocking on his door. I'll train you. I'll train you. Yeah. Why is that exactly? And I'm sorry, but this is this subject's going to come up a lot. Oh, Pauly, man. Oh, my word. I've always despised that character. So here's something. I've always despised that character. I honestly, I honestly do not know what the deal is. So I was like, hey, something that might be interesting. Right. Paulie. Rocky. Let's just let's just start there. Paulie Penino? Paulie Panino is the tritagonist. What? Oh my word, there's some right words here. I don't think I can say that other word. Deuteragonist? I always want to look. I just, yeah, I mean, that's probably a spoiler if you haven't seen it for so. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, 
It's Paulie a villain. Freaking well is. No, that's talking about Grand Theft Auto. That's not... I kind of wanted to know... What sort of life... Oh, there's an article there. Seriously, why does Rocky stay friends with Polly? I kind of wanted to know what kind of life... Burt Young... Had. Because I honestly... I just, it's hard, you know, I don't, I don't get it, I don't get that character, I don't understand what that character's supposed to be, other than awful, he is, he is absolutely awful, and I get, you know, the sign of a good character is sometimes one, uh, a character that you hate, like actually physically hate, so sometimes that's kind of the point, but Oh my word. He's the fucking worst. Um anyway, setting aside the, you know, the the aggressive nature of one of the relationships, the just just the the worst kind of people that just turn up when, you know, the he, he was he was going to win $150,000 and then all these people came out of the woodwork. Um but you watch it and you can see, you know, you can see why it, it, it is what it is. Rocky is Rocky. Rocky 2. Here we go. Now, this is where we, this is where we start getting into it. We, you know, we've got, we've got the training. Um, the, the relationship takes a little bit of a back seat in the sense that, um, it's just not. It's just not all about that. There's there's a lot more of the, of the box inside of it, the boxing world side of it, and all that sort of stuff. Um, rewatching it though, I was like, Rocky wins that fight because he gets up, and Apollo Creed says in the third one, "You beat me by one second. and and that is it. And watching it this time, I don't know how well it sat with me. As like you know, the whole reason that they have the fight in the second one is because people are telling and Apollo Creed that he didn't win the first one, and it does feel a lot like well, the, that could be said in the second one. Is whatever. Now, come the third one. The third one's where it really gets going. Rocky Three is is a brutal film. Um, like Mr. T's fantastic in it, in the sense that you know he's kind of a bit two dimensional, but absolutely just that's all he needs to be. He just needs to be um, the. The, the training scenes are obviously that little bit more iconic by the third one. Um, you know, you've got, like, stuff with Mickey at the beginning. It's, the third one is the real, you know, three and four are the kind of the ones you want. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that fight, fight at the back end, it, it's brutal. Um, I did put the fourth one on to start, but um, as with like the others, you got all that stuff at the beginning, which is just the end of the film before it, so I just ended up skipping through that and then um, turned it off. <sighs> Computer game wise, been a bit of a weird one with games. Um, Resident Evil Three remake played finished. Um, there was there was some aspects, there was some real aspects of that game that I really didn't like. Um, in playing it, it kind of reminded me that I didn't. I don't really remember the third one. Which seems strange because at that time, um, I would have played it a lot. Um, but I literally only remember one bit. Um, so, yeah I, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm misremembering it or what. Um, the... The, the nemesis is super annoying. Honestly. Uh, the first... Like, the first bit of the game is amazing. Looks amazing. Just every aspect of it is amazing. I was proper blown away by the beginning. And then you start playing it, and it's like... Oh, this is really annoying. Like, like I say, nemesis is just annoying. Um, once you get past a certain point there are some really good bits in it um there's a bit set in a hospital that's really good um and then towards the back end there's a couple of a couple of sketchy bits towards the back end um the worst for me the worst thing of all is as I'm playing through it, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to really enjoy the new game plus aspect of this because you know there's there's not going to be an A game B game scenario. It's just going to be new game plus. So when I finished it, and it revealed to me that there was in fact no new game plus, I was just mortified. It's like, oh, you can start the game again and 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 use these like token things that gives you you know you can have some benefits playing it through again. I was like, no. That's not what this game needs. Um, and in a way, playing these Resident Evil remakes has kind of ruined other games for me at the moment. Because, honestly, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 remakes were very good. The third one was annoying in places. But they were very good and they were very well done. So... I was like, I've got, I've got one thing that I do know. I never finished Need for Speed. Need for Speed Unbound, is it? Uh, I never finished it when I was playing it originally. I think I ended up with like, like Callisto Protocol and then Dead Space and um, then the Resident Evils. So I just, I, I put, I put Need for Speed on 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 a, on a break, on a pause, whatever you want to call it. I went away. So I've gone back to playing Need for Speed, and um, with with that, I am getting towards the back end of that. Problem you've got with that is like all the cars are really fast now, so all the races are really fast. But it's very much like if you clip a wall, 
like before you could like smash head first into a wall to like go around a corner this is if you like breathe near a wall you crash because you're going 200 miles an hour so races are a bit more precarious is maybe the word maybe isn't the word um anyway i imagine there's going to be a little bit more need for speed and a little bit less other stuff for a while um i tell you one thing there won't be there won't be anything new because yeah ain't gonna be playing anything new anytime soon uh shockingly um well over an hour like this is saying like an hour and 11 minutes so uh i'll probably leave it there and i will catch you next time so there we go what do you think of that it was a long one in the end who knew who suspected that might happen i think i said at the beginning dinner yeah thanks for listening thanks for watching not much to watch but thanks um before you go if you already haven't subscribed please click the subscribe button share the podcast around like it leave comments drop reviews anything you feel like doing it does help and it is a big help we appreciate it so thank you for anything you might do you can check out the website cookiecast.com we've got social media links and an email button that way you can get in touch with us that's it for this one Until next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then this is a cookie cast production